Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Nadia Brown about how she helps businesses grow and get massive results. Dr. Nadia Brown is a sales strategist, consultant, trainer, and founder of the Doyen Agency, a sales agency that works with business owners, companies, and corporations to multiply revenue and awaken the consistent closer within your sales team using the consistent sales method. Nadia is also the author of the Selling Like a Lady Courage Diary book. Nadia brings over 15 years of experience in leadership, powerful conversations, achieving goals, and respect for people to develop a comprehensive sales process to increase closing rates and satisfied client retention. Nadia's clients have seen massive results, such as raising their rates, decreasing their refund requests, and doubling or tripling their annual revenues, including helping clients increase their yearly revenues by 800%. Welcome, Nadia. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Virginia. You're welcome. I'm super excited for you to be here today. Me too. So how did you kind of get to where you are? Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> this is a long story. We'll keep it short. I actually started my career in corporate. And just with that, I kept thinking that if I just found the right wall to place my ladder, it would all work out. And eventually I realized I don't fit. And so I left. And with that, with launching my own business, I was so committed and focused on serving clients that I neglected and overlooked and didn't appreciate the importance of sales. And so through that process, actually just honestly being horrible at sales, horrible, horrible, horrible. I went through my own process of figuring out how to sell in a way that felt good to me and was also effective. And with that, I had some really good friends and colleagues that were like, you know, now that you have this all dialed in, we think you really should share this message with others, which is how the agency was birthed. That's so fun. So question for you. Why do you think we fear sales as much as we do? Do you have any insight on that? It's all in our minds. <laughs> I, think so. I think there are a couple of things. One is many of us, I would dare say most, if not all of us, have had a negative sales experience where it just didn't feel good when we were the buyer. And then the other one I know, which was true for me, was once I became an entrepreneur, business owner, the ways that I was told that I should approach sales didn't feel right. And I just refused to do them, which wasn't hurt anyone but me, but I was like, I just <laughs> doesn't feel right. And so I think it's sometimes that combination of just our mindset around sales and what we think it is. Salespeople aren't like the love people. No one really wants to take on that title. It's the reason why we call ourselves everything but, but yeah, I think that's a big reason why. Thank you. <laughs> so now that you've dialed all that in out on your own, is there kind of like a certain ideal client that you have? Yes, there are actually two. We worked with business owners, uh, mostly service-based, that are at that place in their business where they're like, you know what, it's time for me to scale. I want to grow. And I, they're pretty much the business owner is the primary salesperson. And so at some point they need to get out of that role to free up their calendar and their time and so that they can take on more clients. And then we also work with clients in our trainings and our convert labs where they've been at this for a while. So they're not new business owners, but they just haven't quite gotten it dialed in in terms of being able to get over that six figure annual revenue hump or having consistent 
five figure months. And so we work with those business owners because I was that business owner. Like it took me a very long time. It feels like forever to get to that point in my business. And so we work with them to really help them get all of that dialed in, get their systems established so that they can really create that consistent revenue and grow or scale if that's what they desire to do. So do you obviously then get to help them with their sales aspect of it? Yes. So in that, we look at their packages, their offers. So sometimes offering less, <laughs> doing less to serve, you know, forward. Cause sometimes we have what I call the McDonald's menu of offers. You have a problem. I can fix it. And uh, so we work with that, dialing that in. We also look at the pricing and the structure of that. But then we talk about how, one of the things I'm really passionate about is helping them create what I call their conversation guide and how they approach sales conversations. So each one is unique. Each one is different. All of us have our own personalities, our own approaches. We also serve different clients. And so therefore we shouldn't have the same conversation guided. They should all look different. And so we get that created for them. They get some time to practice and you know, try it on and tweak it. And then we also then look at developing their pipeline. Like what does that process really look like? Their customer roadmap. But then also, okay, now what's the plan to really get this thing moving so that you can create that consistency, which then is their sales system. So it's nice. I like it. It's a nice overall approach to really focusing on their sales, how they approach sales, but also the systems to help them really grow. Is there kind of like a technique that you wish they, they knew more about? Ooh, I would say probably a consistent sales method, like just really understanding the power and the importance, having that consistency coming, whether it's new leads coming in, ways to continue to nurture uh, leads that you've already generated, but then also nurturing and really strengthening the relationship with current and former clients. Like sometimes I feel like they get overlooked. And I think some of us have experienced that we're pre-sale, right? Pre-close of the sale before you said, yes, there was a lot of interaction. There was a lot of follow. There was a lot of relationship building. And then it's like, I said, yes. And then it almost feels like crickets. And so how do you create a system where you can continue to nurture and build that relationship? Because a lot of times our existing clients will come back or continue to work with us if they've had a great experience. And I don't think it's always intentional. I just think that sometimes we just get overwhelmed with all that it takes to really build a business. And we're focusing on, okay, I got to get the clients. Now I have the clients, I have to serve the clients. And so how do you create a system that helps balance all of that out? So you don't, you're not overwhelmed. Your client service delivery is amazing and, and excellent. And you're continuing to bring in enough clients to where you're generating the revenue you desire to generate. So true. Cause so many times it's like, ah, I need clients. And then you're like focused on doing the work and you're like, wait a minute, I still need clients. Like yep. <laughs> right after. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> so with, let's say keeping in touch with former and or past clients, do you guys set up like an automated system to kind of keep touch with them? Yeah. So setting up the email automation is probably one of the easier things to put in place, but then also taking a moment to really think about what do you want that to look like? Is it you send out birthday cards on their birthdays? One, we have to make sure we collect that information, <laughs> uh, right? Do you send out gifts? Do you send out an Like, what do you want that experience to look like? So that's the first thing, just taking a moment to really think about how do I want my clients to feel? What do I want their overall experience with our company to look like, and then putting in the pieces in place to make it happen, whether that's 
hiring an assistant, making sure your assistant does it, or leveraging different services that may do that for you, giving services or card services that can do that. And then of course, email automation, we can always get that set up. But I think first, we just have to think about what do we want that to even look like? Which is a good one. It can be tricky too, hey? Because you were talking about birthdays and then collecting them. It's like some people might not want to do that, but you can always do like anniversary of when they started working with you. Yeah, you totally can. (laughs) (laughs) So your ideal clients, what do you guys do to get in front of them? Oh, let's see. We have done a couple different things. I think it's funny. As I was preparing for our conversation, I was thinking about like what my personal journey has been like. And honestly, when I first started, I did a lot of in-person speaking. Obviously, this is way before pre-COVID. <laughs> and I remember one of my first, actually, was she? I think she's my first business coach. And I attended a three-day event and she looks at me and she's like, you belong on stage. And I'm thinking, this woman is crazy. I do not want to be on stage. I have no desire. But of course, afterwards, I was like, well, I do need to get in front of clients. So I found that actually in person has been one of my favorite ways. When we started doing some of the done for you sales support, I kind of kind of eased to the background. I noticed that about myself. And so then we were getting a lot of our clients through word of mouth. Although I was honestly still attending a lot of events because one of the things we do is back of room sales for in, for live events. I should say live because we're still not doing a lot of stuff in person right now. But And so I would meet people in those spaces and then we would have those conversations. But now we are shifting. So I am, we're looking at leveraging a lot of different things. I think this is my year of experimenting and trying some things I haven't maybe done before. So we're looking at it. We're doing some ads and get in front of people that way and then leveraging automation and different tools like that to nurture and build relationships. We've done snail mail, which we're going to bring back. So once we've collected snail mail addresses, we send things in the mail to build connection as well. I like that one because it feels a little disruptive in our online space. It's like, wait, I can't put that in the mail? So I can be a little contrarian sometimes. <laughs> but really, like how often do we get happy mail, right? Right. <laughs> I like sending happy mail. You don't owe me any money. It's just hello and it's colorful. So yeah, that's you, what you, you promise no you promise no confetti or sparkles, right? No, no, <laughs> no, no confetti or glitter. I have, a, I have a little one, so we are definitely anti-glitter, anti-crime. <laughs> I promise not to do that to you. <laughs> so that's fun that you get to to try different ways too, and still be able to do marketing that still reflects you and, and who you are and, and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, That's a big one for me to just be able, I think sometimes we get so bombarded with you have to do it this way. And I just, I don't always like that. <laughs> I don't always <laughs> like to fall in line. So there those moments where I'm like, I want to do something different. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So like the shift of everything with basically you and having to shift like all of your online more aspect of your advertising and marketing, like, do you have any other big goals the next year or two for your company? I think one of my big goals is to re-embrace leveraging like online events. It's been a while since I've done those doing an actual event or multi-day event and also just getting back to that place of speaking, whether it's in person or virtual, and really just getting out front again, because I've done well 
and I'm excited, but I can be quite ambitious. <laughs> so now like I want to push it and get reach some other milestones. And I think that's going to require me to embrace doing things differently. So I'm open to experimenting, definitely open to things that kind of go against the grain a little bit. But like you said, also I get to incorporate and showcase my personality. Do you think there's like any roadblocks that might be stopping you from that? <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how we're always in our own way, hey? Always. always. I'm sometimes too in my head. I think that that's part of it. It's like, I have this idea and then I'm like, wait, wait, wait hold on. Hold on. Like, then, it, then it's that whole thing around perfection and just really embracing that it won't always be perfect and letting it go and not allowing that fear of criticism or that fear of making a mistake get in the way. It's so weird how there are times that it's sometimes in the same day where I'm like, no, we just need to be flexible. And the faster we can figure this out and make the mistake, right? We can fix it and move on. And then the same minute I'll be like, but I don't know about that because what if we make a mistake? It's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about right now is that inside out, that one where like it has like the emotions in the girl's head and like yes. there's joy. Like that's what I'm thinking of right now. It's like all of them are playing a part in your conversation. Yes. <laughs> you can see that happening in my head sometimes in real time. Like what is going on, Nadia? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you love about what you're doing and with helping the businesses achieve their goals and stuff? What do I love about it? Yeah. What are some highlights for you? Oh my gosh. I think one of the, just seeing someone's vision, I feel like many of us, at least the people that I get to work with and mostly women, we have worked with some men, the vision and the desire is not always just about the money. I have a colleague that's always like, money isn't the most interesting thing, right? There, there's something bigger, something deeper that they want to accomplish and being able to be a part of that. And I'm thinking of one client that when we first started working together, she was just shy of hitting that six-figure mark. It was like, it was a lot of stress. We work her offers and her packaging, all kinds of stuff. And two years later, she has nearly a half a million dollar business. And now she's taking her family on trips to France and just doing, living a completely different life, the life that she envisioned, but also having a greater impact. Like she had clients literally all over the world. And it was amazing to be a part of that vision and to just see that but also the impact that it had on not only her, but her family and her clients. And I get to be a part of that. So that's one of the things I truly love about the work I get to do. That's fine. Helping them reach their ultimate why. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like what would be the best advice that you have ever given? Oh, that I've ever given. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would say some of the best advice I've ever given is do it afraid. People are a lot of times when they come to me to work about, especially with sales, is there's a lot of fear, maybe a lot of judgment around sales. And, you know, I'm like, do it afraid, but also just remove the judgment and celebrate the fact that you had the courage to go for it in the first place. That's so true. I remember hearing this story once about this one guy who had his resume out. And he had made a goal to give his resume to a hundred different companies. Either it was either his resume or like a job interview. Mm -hmm. He never made it to a hundred, <laughs> but you know, like that was his goal. And so maybe focusing on a goal like that, you aren't necessarily focused on the rejection aspect mm -hmm. of all the other no's that it took to get there. Yeah. And I've given my clients that challenge. I'm like, set a goal to get a, 
a hundred no's in 30 days. And like that guy in your story, none of them have yet to call me back and say, Nadia, I got a hundred no's. It's always like, oh my gosh, you got all these amazing clients and they're off to work with their clients and they're happy and I'm happy and they're just over it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So now what's the best advice you have ever received? Ooh, the one, the first one that pops into mind is I had a coach that once told me to fail faster. (laughs) And I wish that I could tell you, Virginia, that I was all excited about it when she told me that. But at first, honestly, had an attitude like, do what? Like, I don't do (laughs) failure, right? And so it took me a while to really embrace the essence of what she was saying, but it was true. And so now that is one of the goals that I have is to get out of my way, but let's fail faster. Let's, let's get to it and see what works and what doesn't. So what did you do to fail faster? Ooh, girl, I got on the phone because she was a sales coach and I was like, I am all in my head about having these sales conversations. And it was setting my own goal. Let's do it. Let's make the list. Let's reach out. Let's do the things that make me very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> How long do you think it took you before you implemented that? I would say in that point, it took maybe, I would say it took me a couple of weeks to really just kind of digest it, get out of my way. Once I was in motion, other, it's funny because once we were in motion, other doors and other opportunities start to present themselves. And so that opened some doors for me to really just, um, to continue to hone the craft, to work on moving past my own inner dialogue, inner roadblocks around sales. And I had a mentor that brought me on the team. Now I thought I was coming on to do one thing. I ended up doing sales. I still don't know how that happened. Uh, I was like, why did I end up over here? But once I was there and in the flow, I actually became one of the top salespeople and I was doing trainings and coaching others on the team. And I was like, wait, what just happened? And one of the biggest things was it just being in motion and working on failing faster and moving past my fears and doing it afraid. And I know all that sounds like cliche, but at the same time, it really was doing those things and taking that action that one day I looked up and I was like, oh my gosh, not only am I no longer afraid of sales, but I'm actually really good at it. And I realized it was, I'm doing sales my way. I'm having conversations. I'm genuinely connecting with people as myself, right? Not trying to become someone else. And it's working and I'm excited about it. And so that was kind of what fueled my mission. But it took some years. I wish I could say it was like 90 days and I was in. Like it took (laughs) years of really doing, going and doing the work and making the mistakes and getting back up and doing it again the next day. So do you have any advice about doing sales your own way? Yes. (laughs) Lots to say about that. Um, I think really embrace yourself. I think sometimes... We are so conditioned to do things however we're told. At least I know for me, especially spending so many years at academia and higher ed, very like just follow the rules. You'll get the A, gold star, life will will be fine. But that's not at all how entrepreneurship works. And so I just tell people, figure, take some, some time to really get to know you who you best work with what and acknowledging that people will still want to work with you as you, right? Instead of having to show up in a stoic manner, like the way you and I are engaging, 
I laugh uh, during sales calls. I've, there have been tears on sales calls, not because I made someone cry, but because it was such a genuine connection that people just felt safe enough to let their guards down and to share what was going on within them and for them at that time. And so, but I, that's who I am. I, I listen and, and I bring that out and create that atmosphere of safety. But I also tell people, you may not be like me. You may not be as bubbly or giggly, and that's okay. I'm really taking that time to get clear on who you are, but also still having a structure to that conversation so that you can guide your prospects to a buying decision, whether it's yes or no. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing those with us. Thank you. Is there anything that I have not asked you yet, but that you'd like to share with us? Ooh, that's a good one. I would say, especially for those listeners who are newer at this, right? One of the things that really bothered me about some sales trainings is there was so much emphasis on the yes, right? Getting the yes, getting the sale. And obviously you're in sales. That's what you want to do. That's the ultimate goal. But it sometimes put too much pressure on you as the salesperson, especially when you're new to only solely focus on that. So one thing I encourage you to do is to celebrate the fact that you had the courage. So it's really about the courage to put yourself out there, to ask for the sale, to keep track of that, because honestly, that's all we really ever have true control over. We can't control when someone says yes, right? We can only show up, do our best to have that conversation, extend the invitation and see what happens. And so just don't put so much pressure on yourself around the yes. And I get that that may sound weird coming from me, but celebrating the fact that you had the courage to put yourself out there. And even the things that you teach, Virginia, about visibility, like also can bring up a lot of stuff for, for people, right? And so just celebrating yourself that, you know what, I had the courage to put myself out here, whether it was in sales or in being more visible. And yes, it may not always go the way that you want, but if you continue to do it, you're consistent and you don't quit, it will turn around for you. I like how you said to extend the invitation because like really they can't say yes if you don't ask them. Correct. And very few people are going to be like, like dig information out of you <laughs> so that they can buy something from you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So where can we go to find out more about you and what you do? Yeah, so you can find us. Let's see. My website is thedoyanagency.com. And I'm on social media. Most places I am. I am Dr. Nadia. I am Dr. Nadia. Awesome. I will look forward to seeing if I can catch any of your ads on there. And if I'm ever, I'll see if I can spot you in any virtual events. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Virginia. It was great. Have a great day and I'll catch you soon. Okay. Thanks. You too. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and I'll catch you on the next episode.